Hello, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever. Um, I'm going to get straight into it and just say I want to talk about dairy alternatives today because I have been getting back into like my yogurt kick, yogurt, except I can't have regular yogurt because dairy makes me feel kind of icky, like nauseous. Also, it hurts my stomach, so I'm probably just like lactose intolerant or something, which is kind of insane because I used to eat really big grilled cheeses and stuff and then all of a sudden I'm just like not eating cheese or anything like that. Anyhow, anywho, yogurt. We're going to start there. Um, so I think a good staple that I've had in my fridge for like months now, like I've never run out of it because I always keep buying more, is the cashew plain yogurt they sell it at trader joe's but get this um it comes in it's like the only bigger tub of dairy alternative cashew milk yogurt with a hint of coconut cream or whatever it's like in a white tub there's like blue accents it's written in black text but it's the same yogurt as the foragers one how do i know this because i was unable to get the Trader Joe's one for a little bit for some personal reasons. Um, oh, I know. I think I couldn't like go to Trader Joe's for whatever reason. So I walked to the next door Vons because I lived next to a Vons when I was in San Diego. And I needed to get yogurt because I was craving yogurt. And I went to the yogurt section with the dairy alternatives, like the plant-based yogurts, and I saw the Forager one, and I was like, that looks awfully similar to the Trader Joe's one. And so I bought it naturally, even though it was like more expensive, I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna try it. Like maybe it's even better than the Trader Joe's one. So I get home and I crack it open, and it is the exact same. From the packaging to the little like metal aluminum foil seal at the top, to the texture, the taste, everything. Everything was the same. And Trader Joe's does do this sometimes where they would get food products from other like brands and they would just sell it at Trader Joe's but kind of rebrand it to say Trader Joe's on the label. And I'm sure there's like a bunch of like agreements behind it and stuff. Like there's like egg pasta, I think, that's also sold at like Whole Foods and Sprouts for a much higher price with the actual manufacturer or like the actual brand's name on it but it's sold for much cheaper at Trader Joe's with the Trader Joe's brand on it. The same goes for like the Uncle Eddie's um, vegan cookies that they have at Whole Foods. They sell it at Trader Joe's as well. It's just labeled like vegan chocolate chip cookies and they're really good by the way. If you have not tried the vegan chocolate chip cookies, there's one with um, oatmeal and one with chocolate chips and like walnut and stuff. They're both delicious. They're in like the bread section. You have to go back to like where all the breads are and it's usually like on one of the shelves there. Anyway, I was talking about yogurt. And um, so yeah, the Foragers one is the same as the Trader Joe's one. And um, the, what I like about this yogurt is, okay, there are many pros, but there's also just as many cons. So it's kind of a gamble every time, but I would say for the most part, there's more pros than cons. So um, it tastes very good. 
it is on the tangier side because it's like plain flavored and stuff so it has like that yogurty kind of cultured taste so if you're not a fan of that i don't recommend it i think you would do better having like the other flavored versions of it they have smaller little yogurt cups with like strawberry flavor and what else i don't remember like vanilla bean or something those are probably a better option if you're not a huge fan of like that kind of tangy like almost sour taste that a lot of plain flavored yogurts have um so yeah taste is a prawn uh pro at least for me another pro is that it's really cheap at trader joe's like it's not like dirt cheap obviously because it is like a dairy alternative and they tend to be more expensive in general but it's like five dollars for a big container and it has about four servings so that's like a dollar 25 per little cup so it's like a pretty reasonable price i would say and i found out that this little wooden bowl that i got from daiso i think when i was moving to san diego um, I was using it for like miso soup and whatever, but I found out that each bowl, if I fill it up to a certain point, and I can eyeball it now, but if I fill it up to a certain point, that is like exactly a fourth of this little yogurt container. So I always use that bowl for this yogurt, and it works out every single time. When I'm using the last fourth of the container, like there is a fourth left. The little wooden bowl is filled to the same little like line I guess imaginary line every single time was that a pro of oh, the price maybe I forgot what I was talking about this happens often but um another pro is I don't know probiotics probiotics that's a pro it's good for like gut health and stuff not that I know much about gut health nor like do I know if these probiotics actually make it to your gut like maybe they just die in your stomach with all the acid going on but whatever I can tell myself I'm like ingesting something that's good for my microbiome you know there are cons to this yogurt as well and one of the biggest ones is its inconsistency so there have been times where I open the package and it's really thick like almost jello texture and when you like stir it around with a spoon for like 10 seconds it turns into this like really amazing delicious creamy texture but other times it has been like liquid like drinkable to the point where i was just like i might as well use this to pour on top of cereal or something and i did do that and it wasn't bad but it wasn't what i was craving you know what i mean like it wasn't yogurt that you can scoop up and it's like thicker I guess like it didn't have that substance that I wanted I still ate it obviously there have also been times when um, this happens with like Kite Hill yogurts as well which is like when you open it up there's like a little bit of mold and um I'm not gonna lie this is kind of embarrassing but I have scraped off the mold and just went ahead and ate the yogurt nothing bad happened I don't know if something bad should have happened and my body was just very good at preventing that but I have scraped off the mold and just went ahead and ate the yogurt a few times kind of pushing my luck to be honest but yeah that is a con like the inconsistency in flavor or not flavor and I guess like quality texture consistency um another con 
honestly, I can't really think of one. I think the biggest um, con I had for this particular yogurt was just how inconsistent it is. And obviously you can't tell until you get home and you crack it open. And because it's Trader Joe's, if you don't like what you bring home, you can bring it back to the store. Sometimes you don't even have to bring it back to the store. You just have to like bring your receipt sometimes not even your receipt honestly they just it's just honor code you just go to the store and say hey i got home this yogurt had like mold in it or like it was just so liquidy it wasn't even yogurt anymore they'll just be like oh take another one you're fine anyways moving on to the next yogurt which is the kite hill ones which i kind of like touched on earlier they also have kind of a um reputation not a reputation but it's very common to crack one open and see a little bit of mold in it um so you want to eat those like as fat like as soon as possible after you get home because i don't know if like keeping it in your fridge for longer than i don't know like a week or something just makes just is i don't know mold forms after like a week or something of keeping it in the fridge or something i'm not really sure or if it's just like a quality issue. But yeah, Kite Hill yogurts, they're not bad, but they're not great either. I've tried um, their protein yogurt things and it, I'm not gonna lie, it just tastes like you mix yogurt with protein powder and I think that's exactly what they did because I looked at the ingredient list and it was pretty much yogurt and protein powder and I was like, you know, it's not really my vibe, but if you're like a macro counting person who wants yogurt but who also needs to ingest a very large amount of protein, this might be a good option for you. Um, they have several different yogurts. Like they have um, a Greek style one with almond milk. I tried that one too. Honestly, I could see where they were going with it, but it wasn't my favorite. It was kind of like almost dry-ish. Like it didn't have the same creamy satisfaction as like real greek yogurt anyways that was kite hill and i want to talk about kulina it's spelled c-u-l-i-n-a but it's a yogurt that i tried for the first time like a week ago and i have gone back and i've purchased more despite how expensive it is and let me tell you why ingredient list is short Texture, amazing. Flavor, amazing. So Kulina is like coconut milk yogurt, I think. It's like cultures and like coconut cream or milk or something, but it is delicious and it's consistent. And I'm not sure if they sell them in big tubs, but I have bought them in the little tiny cups that they come in. And um, there's no like added sugars or anything like that. And it tastes really good. Also, the texture is fantastic. It's really thick, so if you're not a fan of thicker yogurts, like if you scoop some up with a spoon and turn that spoon upside down, like um, what do you call like uh, Dairy Queen or something, when they like flip it upside down, yeah, the yogurt doesn't fall. Like it is that thick. I love this yogurt. It's really expensive, which is why I only eat it on like not special occasions, but when I feel when I really feel like I need a treat is when I eat it. Anyways, they have several flavors um, and they're not like traditional yogurt flavors or I guess like the more conventional flavors. They have like blueberry lavender, I think, or like 
I don't know. They're like one of those brands that kind of has like more specialty flavors that you can't really find in other brands because the pairings are unique. But yeah, Kulina, I really recommend trying it if you have not tried Kulina yogurt and you are a fan of like dairy alternatives. Highly recommend. Um, I've also tried the Harmless Harvest one. They're mostly known for like their pink coconut water, but they um, started making coconut yogurts. It wasn't bad, but I don't think it was very like notable. I haven't bought it in a while, so I don't know if they have like changed the form, not formula, <laughs> changed the recipe since the last time I tried it. But it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like overly impressive either. I think it's like a pretty safe choice. Also, Chobani had plant-based yogurts. I don't know if they still make them because every time I go to the grocery store, my mom picks up um, Chobani yogurts for herself. And I go to the yogurt section with her in hopes of finding the Chobani plant-based ones because I remember it tasted pretty good. And I remember it tasted good because I drew a picture of it. Like I made a little drawing of it on my iPad. So... I'm just taking that as a sign that I enjoyed it, but I can't find it. And um, I should probably look it up because that would probably be a good idea <laughs> since everything is probably like listed on the internet, like where I might be able to find it if they have like discontinued it or whatever. Anyways, I think that wraps up yogurt. So I want to talk about dairy alternatives for milk. There's a lot I can say on this topic, but I'm going to start with my current soy milk that I'm drinking, which is the Silk one. I drink it unsweetened because I don't think it needs a whole lot of sweetener. Also, it's like Amer- it's like an American soy milk, so you have to kind of eat it with cereal or put it in a latte or something. It's not something that I would personally drink on its own versus like if you had like Korean soy milk, like the little boxes of them. I buy those at H Mart. They're so good. They're not for everyone. I let my roommate try it and it was a bit too like beanie for her, which I will say, yes, it is very soybeany. Obviously, it's soybean milk. Anyways, I've been drinking the Silk soy milk for a few months now. It's just a very consistent taste and quality. It's also one of like the cheaper options at the grocery store, so I don't mind like using a lot of it and stuff if I'm like baking or if I'm like really making a lot of lattes or eating a lot of cereal, which I eat a lot of cereal when I'm feeling particularly anxious or stressed. And I think it's because cereal is very quick and it's easy and it's cheap and it's predictable. I think the number one thing about cereal and eating it during times of stress or anxiety or uncertainty is that it tastes the same every single time the texture, the flavor, whatever. Everything is the same every single time. I went off on a tangent there, but um, moving back to soy milk, when I was working at Whole Foods and I had a 30% discount, I really liked buying the West Soy Soy Milk. It comes in like the paper carton. Um, It doesn't come in those half gallon like containers where it's like pointed at the top and like there's a little like plastic 
cap on the little diagonal. No, it doesn't come in that container. It just comes in like a rectangular box and you crack it open in like the little spout on the top. And it's pretty good. The reason why I liked it was because the only ingredients was like soybean water, <laughs> which is what soy milk is. There were no like additives or anything and it tasted pretty fine. It was a very mild taste. So you can add it to anything and it was good. The only thing was it was a bit more pricey. I think the most pricey soy milk I have bought was when West Soy was out of stock. I bought the Eden Soy soy milk at Whole Foods, which is very pricey. If you know Eden Soy products, you know that they're a bit more expensive, but I splurged because I wanted some good soy milk. And honestly, it was good, but I think the fact that it was so expensive made me perceive the taste as being like not amazing I don't know I don't know if that happens with just like psych like psychology or something I should know this because I was a psychology student but Eden soy was okay but I think West soy was my favorite and I would chat with um particularly with older customers who would come through my register because I trust them you, you know, like we're, I am like in my early 20s. So I have my, I have had my fair share of like grocery trip runs and just like figuring out which brands of cereal, granola bars, milks, eggs, whatever works for me. But when you are working at a grocery store and you are ringing people up for hours on hours every day, and you start to kind of notice that older people kind of buy the same things. They have their staple items, you know what I mean? Like this is like their tried and trusted, their ride or die products. And one of this, um, this older lady that I was ringing up had West Soy soy milk. And I was like, oh my gosh, I bought this the other day. It's delicious, isn't it? And she goes, it's my favorite. And I, I knew right then, I knew that I had good taste in soy milk. If this older lady, who has probably tried more brands of soy milk than I have so far in my lifetime, says West Soy is good, that means it's probably good. Moving on. Um, so I also have gone through in like an oat milk phase, which I think most people by this time have gone through an oat milk phase if they're not going through it right now, or if they just like have already committed to oat milk for the rest of their lives, but I've tried my fair share of oat milk brands. Straight off the bat, the ones I did not enjoy, <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of the Trader Joe's one. It was kind of pulpy, if you know what I mean. Like, if you've tried, like, plant-based milks that haven't been filtered super well, like, super, I don't, I don't know how to describe this, but there, it's, mm, it wasn't great, is what I'm trying to say. Another brand that I wasn't a huge fan of was the Planet Oat brand. It wasn't my favorite, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I never really tried Silk or anything because I just did not trust Silk oat milk because Silk is traditionally known for like almond milks and like soy milks and stuff. And I was like, 
you know, their soy milk is good. Almond milk was mid. I don't know how I feel about trying their oat milk. So I just never tried it because it's kind of a commitment, you know? Like when you buy a giant thing of milk, you want to finish it. Plant-based milks tend to be on the more expensive side. So I don't really like risking or like taking risks with trying new plant-based items. And I just never got around to like looking at reviews for silk oat milks. So I just never tried it. Um, next brand of oat milk that I actually, okay, I have had weird experiences with this specific brand. It's called Malk, M-A-L-K. They're definitely a more expensive brand. I bought them, I tried them when I was working at Whole Foods because again, I had a discount and I could kind of like afford to buy more expensive groceries and kind of like justify to myself like, you know, I have a discount, I might as well try it. I tried milk and it was good at first. They, okay, they're known for um, using like three ingredients, I think, for at least their oat milks. They only use three ingredients, which is oats, water, and Himalayan salt. And the first one I tried, it wasn't bad. I think I tried like the conventional one. It wasn't bad, it was pretty good actually. Um, it was like a pretty like, creamy oat milk so I liked putting it in like lattes and stuff um what I didn't like and I don't know if I was just like if I just had bad luck or it was just like a bad batch of product but their organic oat milk was horrible there was just like little bits and pieces like little I don't know like grainy the texture was grainy there was like you know when um you leave like a drink upright for a long period of time all the little particles the thicker sediment like particles kind of settle at the bottom this oat milk had that and not only could you see it you can feel it texture wise so i didn't enjoy that specific oat milk um moving on Chobani, delicious. I absolutely recommend Chobani oat milk, every single one. If you, if you have not tried Chobani oat milk, I highly, highly, highly recommend them. They have um, the plain version. They have a vanilla one. They have a creamy version. They're all delicious. If you like creamy lattes or just like a thicker coffee, like creamer type, they also make creamer products like plant-based coffee creamers chobani i haven't tried those because i haven't really been drinking a whole lot of coffee because i don't know why but during my last year of college i just started to develop like an aversion to coffee and i'm not sure what triggered it but drinking it makes me feel extremely lethargic and it just makes me want to sleep it makes me want to not do anything for the rest of the day i feel so unmotivated that I just stopped drinking coffee for a little bit and it was totally fine because my roommate made um, chai, like really delicious chai, multiple times a week if I like begged her to. <laughs> so I was drinking chai and matcha for the most part, kind of staying away from coffee because I didn't want to risk feeling like poop for the remainder of the day. Anyways, highly recommend Chobani. Um, another brand that I do like is Oatly, and I have um, 
an Oatly container in my fridge to drink after I finish my current soy milk. And they have like a range of low fat, original, and like full fat, and they also have like chocolate flavor. I usually opt for low fat, and it, listen, it's not that I don't want to get like the full fat one or the original one. It's, um, I read online and I like hate to be one of those people that are like, oh, I read this online, so I didn't buy it. But I read online that um, the low fat one is the only one that doesn't use this like specific gum or oil or something that is used in the other versions of their products. And I was like, you know, I have a sensitive digestive system, so I'm just gonna play it safe and just buy low fat and honestly, it tastes pretty great, so I don't mind it. Um, I have had like the Oatly like barista versions in matchas or something if I like went out and like decided to order a little drink at a cafe. Most of like the coffee shops and um, tea places usually use the barista version of the Oatly um, oat milks. It's like in a little gray container, but it has been delicious. And um, I didn't really have that much of like a bad reaction to it or anything like digestive wise. So I think it's safe for me to try the original and full fat if I wanted to. But I've just, I've just been buying like the low fat one for so long that it kind of just feels weird to buy a different version of it. But, but you know, maybe next time I go to the grocery store, I'll give it a try. Okay. I have not tried cashew milk. I have not tried pea milk. I'm not a huge fan of just buying coconut milk for everyday use. Like not like the drinking type of coconut milk, not like the cooking type. I didn't even know they were different until I started working at grocery stores. Like there's coconut milk that comes in a can, right? You use that for cooking. Like if you want to make like Thai curries or something, that's what you use. You do not want to use the coconut milk that comes in the same container as like oat milks and almond milks and stuff that's not what you want to use for cooking go to the international aisle that's where you'll find coconut milk you want to use for like curries and soups and whatever anyways that wraps it up for milk moving on to cream cheese (laughs) i have tried several cream cheeses right i've tried several brands over the course of a few years because let me tell you i often fixate on breakfasts specifically so right now i'm going through kind of like a yogurt phase kind of a weird phase where i kind of switch between yogurts and toasts but but for about two years straight i kid you not i shit you not i ate bagels every day every morning And if it wasn't for breakfast, it was for lunch. If it was neither for breakfast nor lunch, it was for dinner. I had to have it once a day. It was, I don't know, it was weird. But because I was consuming so many bagels, I have had the opportunity to try a lot of different combinations, including cream cheese. So what I look for in a vegan cream cheese, right, is number one, price. (laughs) Because vegan cheese items are specialty items they tend to be very expensive so i don't want to you know use a lot of money for a product that i don't necessarily love okay next um texture 
There have been cream cheeses that I've tried, which like taste fine, but the texture is so atrocious that I can't buy like bring myself to buy it again. And it's it like ha- like goes both ways for texture at least. It can be way too like liquidy to the point where once you put it on the bagel, it kind of melts away like butter. You know, like that that's not cream cheese at that point. You know, you're just like putting coconut oil on your bagel. So that that's a no-go. There's also cream cheeses that are so solid that it's impossible to spread on your bagel. And it's just like one bite you get no cream cheese, another bite you get a giant block of cream cheese. And there's just no uniformity there. So I yeah, texture is a big deal. Third, obviously taste. Um there's cream cheeses that don't really taste like cream cheese. And you can kind of tell where they were trying to go to like make it taste a little bit more cheesy, like more cream cheesy, whatever. It just like didn't work out. And there's some that taste pretty good. So I'm going to start with like the ones that I wasn't a huge fan of, starting with Daya. So Daya, D-A-I-Y-A, is known for making vegan items. They were probably one of the first companies to be making like all this vegan cheese like dairy alternative items and their products are usually used at like pizza joints and stuff or like their vegan options and I love their vegan cheese on pizzas it's a different taste from like traditional mozzarella and you can definitely tell like even with a blind test you can tell which one is real mozzarella which one is like the fake like vegan alternative one but I like the vegan alternative for reasons that don't like involve I guess being super similar to like regular mozzarella cheese where it's just like oh I love it because it tastes just like regular mozzarella cheese like no it has its own charm that I am like weirdly fond of anyways their cream cheese mid it tastes okay you know but it doesn't it doesn't give the same satisfaction that you would get from like regular cream cheese and it's the texture is kind of I, I don't I don't know what it is about it but it, it wasn't my favorite I have not bought it since the first time I bought it I like finished it and I was like okay that's it like moving on and um yeah it didn't leave a very great impression I don't know if they've changed their recipe since I tried it but if they did please text me because maybe I should try it again. Another one that I wasn't a huge fan of is Violife. It was kind of for the same reasons as Daya. Um, Mostly the texture I wasn't a huge fan of. It was too like solid, I think, from what I remember. I do know that Violife is known for making really good cheese alternatives though. Like they have um, like aged Parmesan, they have cheddar, they have Gouda, they have like provolone I don't know but they're they're definitely succeeding in their like cheese market because a lot of people buy their products um moving on so Trader Joe's has had a cream cheese and then they changed the recipe and they have like a new version of it so they used to have a cream cheese that came in like a round little tub and it was way too liquidy like it was soft and it it was like it looked good in the tub 
when you were scooping it up with your like butter knife or whatever. It looked good up until the point it touches your bagel. So if your bagel came straight out of the toaster or something, say goodbye to your cream cheese. It's not there anymore. It's gone. It has melted. It has become a part of the bagel. It's not on the bagel anymore. So <laughs> that wasn't my favorite. I tried their newer one and it was kind of giving the same energy as like Daya and Violife where it was just kind of too... It just wasn't creamy. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like spreading a solid. It wasn't my favorite. Like you could tell that it was made out of like hydrogenized like oils or whatever, like coconut. I don't know what they used. But it wasn't my favorite. I did finish it, but I wouldn't buy it again. Um, another cream cheese that I have tried. Let me think. I've tried several. I've tried like the um like the grocery store brands one, none of them hit. Like I should have known, but I tried it anyway because I was like, it's worth a shot. It what like, you know, maybe it was good experience, but I wouldn't try it again. Um, Tofuti. Okay, Tofuti, I do like. It's cheap, and it does kind of have like a tendency to melt if the bagel is hot. But if you are patient and wait for your bagel to cool down a little bit. And then you put tofuti on it. It is delicious. And I have a fondness for tofuti because a lot of bagel joints in New York, when I went to NYC with Rico in March earlier this year, we went to bagel shops multiple times. And the good thing about bagel shops in New York City was that a lot of them carried tofuti. And I was never like a hardcore fan of Tofuti, but eating the bagels there, looking at the disgusting but beautiful city of New York has just kind of like conditioned my brain to associate Tofuti bagels with New York City. Anyways, um, the cream cheese I'm currently using and is... I guess my favorite is the Miyoko brand, M-I-Y-O-K-O. It comes in like a little navy blue tub and it's made with cultured, I think, cashew milk. And again, um, kind of going back to what I said about plain yogurts, it has like a tang because it is cultured. It has like a more sour, like tangy taste than your like regular cream cheese that's like mostly sweet or something i don't know i haven't had real cream cheese in so long i kind of don't remember how it's supposed to taste (laughs) but i really like it i really like the tanginess of this specific cream cheese and it is expensive i will say because miyoko again they're kind of like a specialty brand that focuses on vegan dairy alternatives they also make like cheese board cheeses like mozzarella in like a little circle like not just shredded but it comes in like a little circle like very flat cylinder that you can cut and like have for like a vegan cheese board or something i don't know i've tried it once it wasn't like my favorite like it didn't blow me away so i didn't buy it again also i'm not like a huge cheese board person if anything i have been Actually, I have been eating a lot of crackers because I moved in with my mom and her boyfriend right now in Vegas. 
because I couldn't find a job in San Diego after graduating. So I'm kind of like temporarily relocated over here. But they are very big, like wine people, cheese people, like kind of eat very leisurely, relaxed, like enjoy the food type of people. So I have been eating a lot of crackers with jam and honey and whatever. I don't really touch the cheeses because I'm scared of how my body will react. I forgot how I got here actually, conversation wise. Oh, I was talking about Miyoko. Their cream cheese, pretty good. It doesn't melt. It doesn't do that melt thing where it like kind of disappears into the bagel. It kind of just maintains its integrity as a cream cheese. And it has this like tangy flavor profile, which I personally appreciate. I think it complements like sweet jams, like strawberry jam and blueberry jam really well. So I really like it. Um, I don't know if there's any other cream cheeses that I've tried that like left an impression on me. Oh, I have tried Kite Hill. Kite Hill cream cheese is actually very good. It's just, again, very expensive. And I think I actually prefer the Miyoko one over it because the Miyoko one is more like tangy and I just am biased towards that. But the Kite Hill one is a very solid choice. It's kind of like if Tofuti had gotten like an upgrade. I think Kite Hill would be it. But yeah, that is like cream cheeses. Um, I'm just going to touch on butter real quick because honestly, I don't mind eating butter. Butter doesn't upset my stomach at all. But when I can, I use plant-based butters because what I don't know. I feel like consistency with like the dairy alternative theme of my life or my diet recently. So, um... The Miyoko's European style salted butter. It says it's for baking. I use it for everything. It's good. Um, I also am currently working on a tub of the Kite Hill European style like spreadable butter. It's good, you know, but I think I prefer the Miyoko one over it. I haven't had a chance to try very many like vegan butters, but um, Earth Balance is always a good choice. I don't really know what goes into it because it's one of those like OG vegan alternative products when like people didn't care about like ingredient labels and whatever. They they just like cared that it was like a vegan product. Earth Balance is great. I like it. Um, I personally don't have it in my fridge right now because I'm working on the Kite Hill one. But I think Earth Balance is a solid choice and it's usually one of the cheaper options, I think. I'm not sure actually. Maybe that has changed. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that is like my comprehensive, sort of comprehensive, sort of chaotic review of like dairy alternative products. Have a great day.